This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Amber. And I'm Jessie. And this is Glowing in Tech. Sponsored by Makers. So today we have the wonderful Hasana joining us. Hello. Hello. Welcome. I don't know what camera I'm supposed to be looking at. This you're, one. You're Hi. Be- <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for joining us. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, sure. So obviously my name is Hosanna. Um, I'm currently working as an Azure specialist. So Azure is essentially cloud computing for those who don't know it. Um, I work for Microsoft and I support customers with kind of deploying cloud solutions, understanding what cloud is, working with cloud on a day-to-day basis. Um, Outside of my day job, I am also the founder of a platform called The Tech Corner, um, which I built in 2020, I think, um, to kind of help women understand the tech industry, look at the different options, um, because I have a bit of a weird, I guess, enter into the tech industry. So I was really keen to talk about my experience and hopefully kind of teach and inspire people to also pursue tech. So I feel like, although there's a lot of stuff about women in tech, in reality, there's actually not very many of us, <laughs> yeah. um, especially globally. Um, and also depending on the role that you go into as well, you know, technical role, or just like in the tech industry as well. So I wanted to kind of use my platform to highlight and showcase all of that as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. And you've had a massive impact on a lot of people. So I'm really excited to talk about that today. But can we start with hearing a little bit more about your journey and what it was that actually got you to where you are now? Yeah. So like I said, I I wouldn't say I have like the most normal in entering to the role that I, I'm in at the moment, but I did my first degree um, in business. Uh, so I studied at Cardiff University. Um, at the time I was kind of tossing up. I, and if if you follow me on social media, you know that I'm like big on money. And so money has always <laughs> been my, my motivator. So career wise, I was thinking, you know, law, finance were kind of the options that I was looking at. And in the end, I landed with um, finance. So I was like, I'm going to do business for my first degree. Um, and then hopefully do a master's in finance and then obviously do all my certifications and then hopefully go into that route because my dad's in finance. So at the time, it just kind of made sense. Yeah. Um, so I did three years um, in business um, and I loved it. Loved uh, Cardiff. It was a great university. I learned a lot. Um, loved the degree. Get lots of variety. But I, I just like made sure my modules were a little bit more finance focused. Um, and then when I finished, so I finished in 2016 I yeah 2016 so I finished and that was when I was kind of looking at master's degrees I was like right what am I going to do like which one am I going to take um and then in my research I can't remember how I found it I, I don't yeah in my research I just found out that Cardiff were actually starting to offer um conversion degrees for computer science Ooh. so you know how like they do it for law and they have done it for law the for law ages yeah, yeah 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 so they were starting to do it for computer science um and I think I was either the first or the second year of people to to come out it was brand new mm-hmm. um at the time um so obviously I had never coded before um I'm, I'm notoriously bad at maths as well like, <laughs> really bad in school I was like I, I don't know my school did like the fast track thing where you could do maths in your 10 and you don't have to do it and you finish and you don't have to do it in your 11 I did it in your 10 because I was like I just want it out of my life like <laughs> really bad yeah so <laughs> um so yeah so I was like when I saw the degree though but I was like oh wow like that sounds quite interesting I don't know much about computer science I, I've watched a little bit of stuff on TV about programmers and stuff like that, but it sounds cool. Um, and I did some research and I was like, oh, 
looks like there's a bit of money in there as well. So it sounds interesting. I was like, is it going to make me any money? Uh, and I remember talking to my dad and he was like, well, you know what? Finance is not going anywhere, right? It's a staple um, industry. Like if you want to do finance eventually, you, you can always come back. So why don't you just explore this? If you're interested, go ahead and just do it. And we can kind of look at finance maybe later on if this doesn't you know work out um so I ended up obviously taking the degree um it was one year and it was a bunch of us who didn't come from a computer science background but you could mix and match it was like computer science and journalism like computer science and yeah and other things yeah because those industries are realizing that they need people with computer science skills as well as well as the industry Um, yeah exactly yeah so it was really interesting people were doing kind of different little sectors you could do kind of things like e-commerce and things like that. The, the, the lectures um, were focused on obviously pure programming. So I did like obviously like Python, I did JavaScript. Um, I, I did some kind of web development using kind of these languages as well. I'm um, learning kind of, yeah, straight Python. And then you could also do cloud computing. Mm. Um, at the time it was still quite new, like not many people did that module. Um, and then we did um, human centric interaction, which I think is the basis of um, UX, UI design, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we did kind of a very wide variety of things. Um, so yeah, so I did that for a year. I finished, I lo- turns out I'm actually really good at programming <laughs> because I finished with the first. I was like, wow, okay. Oh, I had no idea, yeah, I was like, <laughs> no idea. So yeah. luckily, so I finished with a, a good degree and the plan was to go into software engineering. Um, and then I did obviously some career stuff um, and looking at going to career fairs, meeting up with companies and stuff. Um, I remember one company came and they did some programming for ASOS. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I, I've never, you know, considered fashion and, exactly. and tech. Like I was yeah. like, that's not, never heard of that. Um, but as I was doing my research and kind of doing my interviews, I was kind of thinking, I'm not sure if software engineering is for me. Like I like programming, but I'm not sure if the day-to-day aspect of it is actually like for me, my personality. I like to talk, I like to be around people. Um, and I think I did one interview and I was like, mm, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> oh no I, was like, I don't know about this one <laughs> I don't know if it's for me um but and also I think the sad thing is it's also probably because the people that were coming to the career fairs just didn't look like me mm-hmm. yeah. so I was like in reality I'm gonna be with these people all the time mm-hmm. like I'm not I don't seem like you at all so mm-hmm. how's that gonna work mm-hmm. um and then yeah doing some some research again I, I can't remember what it was I think either I spoke to a girl um, who who used to be in my business um, class and she was working up for Microsoft or I saw it on Target Jobs or a mix of those things um, and found out that Microsoft was hiring for grads. So I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Like I thought tech companies would only hire, obviously people who have lots of experience. You wouldn't think a big company like that would hire kind of just young people out of university. Um, and then Again, I thought it was gonna be software engineering, but I looked at what they had and they they just had a mix. Like they've got software engineering grads, but they've also got stuff in the sales department. Um, I don't know if they've got marketing, they may do. Um, but yeah, so then I looked into that. I I was I didn't really understand what the role was, but when they explained it, they just explained it like, you'll be talking to clients, um, you may have to travel, uh, you'll have projects, but all you'll be doing is just like talking about technology all the time. So, yeah, like, I was like, that sounds cool. Like if I get to talk about technology, but I don't actually have to be the one to do it. Yeah. Great. Um, so applied for that very long application process. Notoriously, obviously tech companies have long, I think mine was like seven or something like that. Seven All rounds. the steps. Yeah. Cause yeah. If you think about like, I think I had to do an online, I had to do a psychometric test and an online interview. I don't think they do these things as much anymore. Thank yeah. God. Cause I think yeah. psychometric, te- what are they? 
Like, I, I didn't get it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I don't get it. Um, but I think they've they've changed. A lot of tech companies are changing now and making it a little bit more, I think, realistic. Right? And inclusive. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I don't get it. But yeah, so then I had to do, and then an assessment day. But the assessment day has like so many steps in it. Obviously, you and have to do... Assessment day was that in Reading? It was in Reading, yeah. yeah. So in our, in our headquarters, um, I remember arriving at the offices. Obviously, a lot's changed since then, but it's like five buildings. It was just like massive. I was like, I'm like on a on a ship or something, just like <laughs> all the, these buildings. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we had to do like a presentation as part of that. Two rounds of interviews, team tasks. So it was really quite a strenuous um thing. And I was I, I remember thinking. I don't know if I'm going to make it to the end of this. You know, like, you're just yeah. like, every time they were like, oh, like, you're through to the next round. I was like, oh my God, I am a fraud. Like, no. how <laughs> have I made it? Um, and then finally in uh, December 2017 was when I got the offer. And obviously, you know, with grad schemes in the UK, they tend to be like a year um, ahead, right? So mm-hmm. then I wasn't meant to start until September 2018. So I just stayed at home. I worked and then I traveled for a bit and then started September 18. So that is kind of how I started. It's a very, I think, weird, <laughs> a little bit of a weird way to start your career. And I think a lot later than most people do as well, because I think I was like 23 when I started, whereas like some people obviously like 21. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my my journey to what I'm doing. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> and it's just so interesting because a lot of the people that we speak to, they actually, for their career change, they did an interview remotely. So it's cool to hear someone that's actually done it in person. Yeah. And how daunting that can be to actually be in the building and that adrenaline rush that you have yeah. and just actually really seeing your, not I don't want to say competition, but the other applicants yeah. in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so different compared to a 100%. screen. They're just like a little box rather than in person. You're seeing like, you're able to really read a room in that way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to hear your experience about that being in person. And it's amazing as well. You've been there since 2018, September. You stayed for something, you've been there five years? Yeah, five years this September. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And how come, because I think it's a stereotype or a trope we see a lot in tech is that people jump a lot mm. and you move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You me. move companies. <laughs> <It's> like, Amber. <laughs> no, it's not just you though. I do a think it's a norm. Do, yeah, a lot yeah. of people do. So mm. how come, what's been the thing that's made you stay? Uh, I think number one, um, Again, like if you know me from, so I'm very lazy. I like, <laughs> I like softness, right? And I, the jumping, like people, when I see the jump, I don't know how you guys do it because it takes about six months just to understand the your laptop. Yeah. Like when yeah. you have all oh the software God. downloaded, <laughs> they send it to you and this, and then another six months just to understand your team and the company that you're working out. Yeah. Honestly, for the first, I think year, maybe year and a half, I was like, this is a lot for me. Like it's just learning. It's just learning. I'm mm-hmm. taking on a lot. And then it's like all the technologies that are coming in and things like that. Um, so that's one reason. Cause I was like, I, d- I just, I'm not ready. I wouldn't be ready after two years. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Um, another reason was also, obviously Microsoft is a great company to work for. Like everything you hear about it is fantastic. Like the flexibility, life balance, uh, the pay is good. The people are great. I mean, you're working with some of like the smartest people and stuff like that. So you're just like, really interested in some of the projects that you're working on. So that's been great. Um, I've made a lot of friends, like from the grad scheme, at least like my mm-hmm. closest friends we met on the first day because oh, we all joined sweet. together. So Lovely. yeah, it was just like, oh, wow. Like, cause obviously I, 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 don't, I don't see them as colleagues cause I've never been colleagues with them. We were never on the same team. Right. So we were just ended up just being kind of friends. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah, it's just um, the pandemic as well. I think has shifted a lot of people. I think a lot of people might have left um after two years but then the pandemic hit 
And then you were like, okay, let me wait another year mm-hmm. and I'll leave there. And then the recession hit basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had all this craziness. And I think only now things are opening up and starting the opportunities are coming up yeah. again. So, okay. Yeah. And how do you, f- do you feel like you've still been able to progress internally and, and learn? Like it sounds like even though you're in the same place for five years, things are changing enough that you're still feeling like it's there's new things for you to learn and develop. Yeah, absolutely. I think obviously number one, I, I changed roles um, mm. after two and a half years. Um, so with a big company like Microsoft, when you change roles, it's like moving to a new company. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a huge team. Right? You're in a different team, especially during the pandemic because you will no longer see those other people now. Yeah. That's it. You know, face to face, you could see them in the office, but I just didn't see my old team anymore. Yeah. Um, so then I was just like in a new team. Um, so that's new learning. And then also, yeah, like technology moves so fast, right? Like we are talking about like AI, quantum, quantum computing. We're talking about some crazy stuff now, which just was not around when I, when I started. Yeah. When I started, it was still like, I mean, cloud computing was a thing, but it was still quite new. Um, I think cloud computing, at least Azure was launched in 2010. Yeah. So hadn't been around that long. Um, and then also like Office 365 was the thing, right? Like just modern work was the, just like what we're doing. Now we're, my, my customers are talking about some like, you know, high, performance computing research like loads of other things that are just way different to what I started Mm -hmm. uh, with at the time Mm -hmm. and how do you find balancing that um and balancing the learning the new technologies and feeling competent in your role versus actually like having those client meetings and seeing people you know delivering projects essentially yeah it's like really I think it's it's tough at the beginning it's really scary because I remember when I was younger and I used to look at my dad and think how do people, how are people good at their jobs? Like, you get what I mean? Like, how do you just like become good at your job? But, th- but you just do. And I think the best thing to do if you're learning is to apply it, right? Mm-hmm. Like just with everything, just like with programming, you can watch as many tutorials as you want, but until you build something by yourself, you're always going to feel like you don't quite know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I did. I was just kind of like, I want to, the best way for me to learn is to throw myself into it um so wanted to get clients as soon as possible and then working with clients then you learn even more because you you see your applier you see how they they work with it um, but it's definitely not easy I think it's tough like there's always something new right like new yeah. technology comes out or we we stopped doing something that we were doing last week and now we're like oh no we're not doing that anymore um so it has been hard and I'm constantly learning I definitely don't think I'll ever stop learning um, in this in this role. That's really good to hear because I think as graduates, loads of us go in and be like, we don't know anything. How we expect to add value? Mm. But as you're saying, you're there to learn. Exactly, and that's um that's what you're there for. So mm. that's really good to hear. Um, one thing I really wanted to ask you about was you changed roles internally. Mm-hmm. Was there a process for that in terms of Microsoft? Did you have to send a CV? Did you have an interview process? What was that like in terms of um, changing companies? Ch- changing roles internally yeah yeah so it literally is like um changing companies yes you submit your resume and you do also have interviews um you don't have as many as an external um candidate I don't think potentially but maybe just a little less Mm. they might have like five stages you have three um and obviously because you are internal so some people see that as a benefit but the other flip side is that they expect more of you you know the company right you know the managers you might have met with them loads of times before um the interview actually starts so it definitely is like um going through the process but because you're internal you have that added extraness of being able to reach out to every single person on the team to speak to them before you interview and things like that so that's really good and are you allowed to be open about this like because normally when you're applying for jobs externally you're not really meant to talk about this Mm. to your manager or to your team Mm. 
Were you open with your manager at the time in terms of changing roles? Oh yeah, you have to be. Um, because they will, be, when um, the new manager wants to interview, they'll speak to your old manager first. So mm. they have, you have to find out, They ha you have to tell them because there's nothing worse than a manager finding out that the team member is leaving, right? It's going to be an issue because they have to backfill you and stuff like that. And then it just doesn't work um, as well. So I think you have to tell them. And if there's any issues with kind of, you're worried about what your manager is going to say. At least you have to tell HR and let them know. Like, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm thinking yeah, about me things. Yeah. And how did you decide that you wanted to change roles? Because there can be a lot like I'm someone that is very infatuated easily with new things. Mm. And how do you decide like, is this just a, a temporary interest or I'm actually going to commit to studying, taking the time to apply for this new role somewhere else? Yeah, I think it's about two things. I always think when it comes to roles, I have to be either earning or learning. Mm -hmm. um, and if I'm not doing either of those, it's kind of time time for me to go. Yeah. Um. So that was what I was applying at the time. At the time when I first started my first tech um, sales role, I was very um, generalist. So I spoke to customers about every Microsoft solution that they wanted to. So they could be like, oh, we really want to, you know, start using teams and i'd be like okay so like what's the strategy how can we have like what's the environment like like all of these things and then i was like i'm not really interested in teams i'm not really interested in dynamics um i want to use uh, cloud and that was my my thing i was like okay so i feel like i'm not learning in the right place anymore i need to be learning elsewhere um and also this role was a different bonus structure which means i'd be earning earning more as well so those two things are always key for me are you earning are you learning like, what are you getting out of the role? And then I guess also thinking about the role after that. Right? Yes. You never think about just the your next role, right? Because what are you going to do? Because that role might only be two years. And then yeah. what are you going to do after that? What yeah. what skills are you learning for where you actually want to get to um, in, a, in a few years? And if you're, if you're kind of young and, well, not even young, but if you don't have any dependents, mm -hmm. why not explore it? Because you may not be able to in the future. That's, that's the way I see it. Yeah. I love that wise words from the fairy tech mother uh, <laughs> i'd love to know more about you building your tech corner platform and how you why you did that mm. and where you're planning to go with that yeah so um yeah it was just a crazy idea that i want i had during the pandemic um because when i started working i was really passionate about diversity and inclusion so i was always doing loads of panels and and things like that and off the back of that i'd get lots of questions from people um, especially university students, school students, just wanting to know about kind of the tech industry, what I do and what I did at university and stuff. Um, and then I was like, I'm I'm do answering the same questions again and again and again. Why don't I like start something? Like maybe I started, I think on Twitter and then I moved to Instagram. And then I was like, oh, Instagram is so slow. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this is so slow. I remember saying to my sister, I was like, I think I'm going to give up on Instagram. She was like, oh yeah, like just, just think about it. And Twitter was fast at yes. the time, yeah. right? Like because tech was the, yeah, it was, yeah. And everyone was at home. So you could be posting one or two posts and before you know it, you'd have thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. But Instagram was a lot slower because obviously you have to make the content yourself. Um, and I remember one day, I just went on the app and I had 28 followers. And I was like, that's 28 people looking at my content. Oh. That is worth kind of like me carrying on just for those 28 people. Um, so then I just continued to post. I started off with just like really value add stuff. Like what is the tech industry? How to get into it? Interviews, coding, like all of that stuff. And then I think um, Instagram started growing and Reels came out. So I was on Instagram before kind of Reels. Um, and obviously the comedy side of it started coming out and you could bring a bit more of your personality. And that's kind of how I grew. But my whole thing was just to 
get as much information out as possible. Um, and where do I plan to take it? Um, I, I want to continue obviously kind of posting as much as I can. Um, uh, but I've, I've hoped, well, I hope that people can see that I'm, I'm not just posting about tech anymore because there's so much more to me, right? Obviously like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have a life outside of my job and everyone else does as well. So I try and post about lots of other things like my wedding and my house and things like that. And just like building a community um, of women who are multifaceted. I think that's the word. Yeah. Um, and, and things like that. So I'm hoping to grow the platform. I'm hoping to bring out an ebook. Um, hopefully that's coming soon. <laughs> it's going to be about starting um, your career. Um, a little bit tech focused, but that's mainly more of kind of like um, the resources that you can use. But I want to take it beyond um, just kind of the learning aspect, but things like office politics, like what you should wear to the office, like, you know, how you should message your manager, like things that you should learn. Um, so all all around just being like a career a career woman um, mm -hmm. and all the things that you might you might need because I get a lot of questions sometimes I'll be talking about coding and someone's like oh like what did you wear to the office today I'm like okay I, <laughs> I can tell you about that as well so yeah. Yeah. no that's such a good point because I think especially people early on in their careers who haven't necessarily got the parents who had mm. office jobs and office mm. careers how do you find that stuff out exactly. it's really difficult so mm. that's that's really cool that you're going to be focusing on that Great. <laughs> especially when you're transitioning, like pe loads of people started during the pandemic, so mm. virtually. Yeah. So to go from being able to wear jogging bottoms underneath like, <laughs> when you're having virtual meetings to now going in To person, going in. It's like, so what's the standard? You like, can't wear that. Yeah. We're not allowed to wear jogging bottoms anymore. <laughs> like, I'm just pretending now. <laughs> I'm no longer pretending. So yeah, that's really cool to hear. Thanks so much for listening to part one of our episode with Hasana. We'll be back next week where we talk about her career challenge and her tech tea. See you next week. See you next week. Available on all major podcast platforms. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com